0: good morning jerry good morning
1: john how are you doing
0: ah i'm doing pretty good how about yourself
1: i would say better than average better than the average bear huh (laughs) better than the average bear well said my friend and wow what a day what a day it's it's A day for the show, and we're ready to go, aren't we? We're we're pretty excited about what we're
0: doing. We've got great weather, and that means we're going to have a
1: great show. That's all we need because we do it outside, right in the trees, aren't we? Doing this location in the Everglades, yeah, something like that. (laughs) No, we are not. Well, this is a good week. This is what season are we in, John? People say it's summer, but I think that's wrong. What season oh, is it? Oh,
0: totally wrong. We're in Season of the Lizard. We
1: are, and I'm wearing the T-shirt to commemorate the fact that it says Ooh. Season of the Lizard, www.bro.show, and it's a beautiful picture of a horned lizard, sometimes called the horned toad.
0: That's impressive. I got a lot of uh, looks and asking questions that I could, you know, basically act acted as a, is a marketing ploy uh, bouncing yeah. around the city this last week, but uh, now it's uh, now it's in my it's in the laundry, dirty clothes, so I okay. can't wear that one. So um, I am going way. I'm going into the Wayback machine. And yeah. I brought out the original, the original fist bump <laughs> shirt. Uh, wow, the little baseball in the in the in the actual link. The W W bro. Yeah, the the bro. The O is a baseball. The O yeah, that's it's a like good a baseball. One podcasting yeah. our way through cancer, age, and loss. Boy, that was That's pretty dismal
1: back in those days, wasn't it? Yeah, we had, we had a hard time getting through that shit, I'll tell you. Yeah, that but was we not needed easy. To do that. was that. not easy. That's yeah, yeah, we we show
0: was therapy. Yeah.
1: Now it's only mostly therapy. Yeah, it's not, not entirely,
0: entirely It's indirectly therapy.
1: Yeah. That's that's well said, actually. It is indirectly therapy. It gives us, you know, it's like the hub that everything operates around my week. I wouldn't even know what day of the week it was without the show.
0: Because, Why? you know, that's a, I work. Mm, yeah. Would you? You would know because you have much more. Yeah. A little world. more structure, you know, yeah. but not much. Just a little. Just yeah. enough. We have so, hey, listen, we, we've we got a sponsor, I think. We do have a sponsor. The sponsor is the Horned Lizard uh
1: Conservation Society, Horned Lizard Conservation Society, and they make a Horned Lizard Canyon T-shirt, which is beautiful, and you can buy it on their site. We have links to it. Uh, Good organization. They are not top-heavy on the admin. They don't pay anybody. Mm -hmm. The volunteer organization, they are going to make the world safe for Horned Lizards. And by the way, oddly enough, while I was researching our lizard story, they had a call-out for the horned lizard and attempts to keep it around. Yeah, we need this animal. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. So the word is out on the horned lizard, and I think they're going to do just fine. You know, they are they are a really cute little animal, and they're very photogenic. So right. if you want a good-looking T-shirt that gets lots of attention, and by the way, our, our friend of the show, Sarah Reichelt, she got her lizard T-shirt this week. Did she really? She got one, one like ours. She requested it directly, and I made sure she got one because this T-shirt is printed in Australia, Europe, uh, Southeast Asia, and Mexico and the United States. That's impressive. Did you know that? Did you no. know? Yeah, it shows
0: so, how far the the cause has reached.
1: I doubt that, John. I think it's just T-shirts in general. <laughs> Sorry, it's
0: it's not um, the bro show. That, nice. Thanks for busting my bubble. Oh well, mm. Real reality. Sorry. Do we have that. a story though? I mean, the lizard story is the key. That's what we got to get to. We got to get to the deeps. You know, we didn't and, get enough.
1: I wasn't happy with the deep situation on on our story. Uh, the story is. There's an invasive dog-sized lizard that's invading the United States. I said that. Yes. Uh, yeah. So, so it's called. What's it called? It's called a tegu. T e g
0: u. Or te- right tegu off the, in front of it. Yeah. It's Argentine tegu, which kind of says it's in South America, Central America. It's in rainforest. It needs a. Yes. It can't be in the desert like the the, the horn lizard we talked about. No. But this one. No. Uh, you know the problem with this lizard. What's oh, big? Yeah, I think yeah. Dog size tells um, dog size. Yeah. four and a half feet so, long,
1: four, ten pounds.
0: Yeah, okay, that's the, Those are the, the the biggest. Those are the sumo type. Yeah, <laughs> sumo <laughs>
1: sumo stats. <laughs>
0: yeah. So super size. That's the super sized uh, uh, yeah. lizard. But yeah. the problem oh, is that these these lizards seem to be uh, popular as pets.
1: That is the problem, and why is that? Because they are attractive, and they're docile, and they're friendly. If
0: you give them what they want, food, the food you got to basically give them enough area upon which to prance and dance and do their thing, and yeah. probably just a little bit of earth would help.
1: Bottom. Yeah, they, yeah, they're capable of of you know really digging around and what they, have you. they like to dig a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, Not a lot, though. What that. they really like to do, they like to take over somebody else's burrow. That's what they really do. Like gopher tortoises. That's <laughs> the favorite habitat of the floor of of these things in Florida and Georgia. Did you know that? I didn't know that. But are these are yeah. these
0: animals? Got? Do they have any it, smarts?
1: They are pretty intelligent, actually. Uh, you know what they do? They like eggs. That's their favorite food. If you're to give one, but they'll also eat strawberries. Anything close to the ground. That is yummy. They will eat it. They are omnivores. Um, they are the, there's different kinds of lizards, as you know, John, from our first episode on lizards. Oh, yeah. This one has a this one has a forked tongue. Okay, so that means what? That means that it flicks its tongue into the air to scent things. That indicates that it's not just a you know like an algae eating lizard. No, this guy will eat animals and. Eggs. That's the big so, thing it's looking mm. for. So it can scent them. It can scent, you know,
0: with his tongue. And so oh, receptors.
1: I, 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 yeah, I
0: read that yeah. they that they're so smart that they can be housebroken. Oh, did you read that?
1: That? No, I didn't read that. I, but did I did read that in three or four I, articles. <laughs> I had a friend in in uh, Oklahoma who had one.
0: Well, the thing I see this just ex- ex- exasperates the problem. Because if you can say, hey, lizard, uh, open the door and say, go out and do your thing and come back. uh, All of a sudden you have, okay, lizard, do your thing and come back. They'll do their thing, but they won't come back. Before you know it, you have an invasive species.
1: (laughs) Wow, John, you just gave the scenario by which there are hundreds of tegus in South Florida, Central Florida, South Carolina, Georgia, they're spreading out, they're going after it. What makes this such an invasive species? Uh, it's breeding habits, I think, is one, but the most important right. thing is they like eggs, and that keeps they, other
0: species from breeding. Yeah. Yeah, and if they're not eating the eggs, if the critter's small enough that they're looking at, they'll chop off and eat it. Yeah, so, gulp, exactly. Now, these are so. Argentine tegus, and there
1: are three species of them, and they're mm-hmm. all black and white speckled. <clears throat> so there are many other tegus that some of which aren't even tegus but these are the ones that we've got they're black and white they're beaded now before they were pets they were skins john skins the skin Mm. trade in tegus was brisk much 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 more than the number of pets that came into the united states so what would you do with
0: those skins could you make a coat out of them
1: <laughs> it's Not really. They, they're good for accessori- accessorizing, you know, oh, belts. You put this on shoes and belts and, oh, and purses. Geez, okay.
0: Yeah, and purses. Okay. Yeah. Hey, but what about the breeding? You know, because part of the problem you kind of you mentioned yeah. is the fact that these things kind of they can multiply and be prolific and breeding can't they? Yeah, they can. They absolutely can. And they can so,
1: find each other and stuff like that. you got to remember, you know, these things have those forked tongues, and that doesn't seem like a big deal. It seems like a visual characteristic, but it's not. That's how they find each other. Mm. You know, that's how they hook up. That's how yeah, they find
0: food. They use those tongues, huh? Mm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's scent glands that, uh, on the upside of the uh, mouth that the tongue touches. gets a sample. They lay, eggs, well, they lay they
0: eggs, right? Yes, they do. I wonder how many yeah. eggs they... Do in one drop,
1: well, you know they're not like crocodiles and caiman and alligators. those guys they drop a couple hundred.
0: oh no no, 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 no let's let, let's get that number down. <laughs> what is the number? <laughs> you know it? Yeah, it's like uh twenty, 20 oh, eight.
1: yeah, that's not too bad, but in any case, uh yeah you know here's the here's the most telling thing about how prolific they are. Uh, in in their native habitat in South America, in Argentina, uh, despite you know hundreds of thousands of these skins going being exported to the United States from Argentina, they are still a pest. There's still so many of them there, so it dis- they don't disappear easily. So that yeah. I think that's what's alarming conservationists and such. Is they're challenging the endangered species here. Yeah, you know, especially ones that lay eggs. And the other thing is they they don't mind a road trip. Mm. You know, they can they hibernate too. They can hibernate. I don't know if you knew that. I didn't like know that. Like do.
0: Yeah, if they hibernate. They go, that means that they collect some some fat and whatever. I mean, these are these animals. When not so much. That weight. I got a feeling yeah. there might be some meat on those bones. Oh, you want to
1: talk about how they're good <laughs> eating, don't you? <laughs>
0: I, I just read you know, that they, in the they native, can raise their body rainforest, temperature.
1: you know, you know, you know, you know they, can raise, they can raise their body temperature above the ambient
0: temperature by 15 degrees. I sense another another lizard story might lie in the fact that we're talking lizards could be a delicacy. Res, that's another lies. that's going to be a big that's problem. a for another story. But the fact is that they can be eaten and down in the rainforest where there's some crude dudes hanging. They'll chop on them. Yeah, yeah, they will.
1: Well, we're we're beating this story to death.
0: Yeah. Well, why don't we come talk? What's what's happening? We don't, we
1: don't want to kill this lizard.
0: We just want to.
1: Yeah. <laughs> don't. We don't want to eat him either. Let's uh, <laughs> let's let's do a word.
0: What's the word? Hey, yeah, we got a word. Concertina. C O N C E R T I N A. It's a musical instrument resembling an accordion. But having buttons rather than piano keys on the side. Now, usually it's hexagonal uh, bellows. In other words, that, that wind, yeah. the portion of it that allows yeah, the, the squeeze sound part. to come yeah. out of it, the squeeze part, the squeeze box part of it. Uh, yeah. Is, uh, and, and actually this word can be used as a verb to indicate something that's being squeezed or collapsed.
1: Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. Microblinds. Like so I've I heard them referred to
1: that way. Microblinds yeah. that, that fold up on itself.
0: Somebody mentioned this word with, uh, because it was uh, it was an instrument that was used in a movie called The Princess Comes a- Across. It's a 1936 flick. We don't need to get into that, but uh, it, it's a musical instrument that is like an accordion. And in fact, since it's more, it, it's a much more practical instrument than an accordion. Because number one, it's usually smaller, although the size of these concertinas can be vary. And number two, it's a, it's not quite as expensive. I did an Amazon search and found out you can get one of these new, uh, fairly good one for anywhere from two fifty to three hundred fifty bucks. Uh, wow. The other thing is that if you say, well, once I get it, what do I do with it? Well, you can actually um, you can go on. You can go on the internet and find videos on, on learning yep, here's how, how to, to do play it. the instrument. So yeah. it's all out yes, there. Yeah. I would say that if you wanted to say, well, what kind of music are we talking about here? It yeah. caters mostly to European polkas. Maybe Wisconsin it might be a favorable state for it to be for those cheeseheads. Oops, I mean those Wiscanites. Uh-oh. really? Is that a word? <laughs> I, I don't think so. <laughs> oh wow! You got me there. You got me. You got I just me. realized that I I I just kind of you know blasted away and called them something I shouldn't have. I, I they're pretty
1: more. popular. They are popular here in Austin. Uh, really? Concert concertinas, yeah. Tejana music, uh, you know, native Texas music, which is a combination of. Uh, European and uh Spanish and Mexican music. Yeah. Yeah. It's, oh. it's Central Texas is famous for its Tejano music. So is South Texas too. You know was, Sam the Sham and the Pharaohs? Remember that? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Is
1: it they were oh, no. they were originally a Tejano
0: band. Did they but they did they have a concertina in their group? They had an
1: accordion I think to begin with. Yeah, that, that's it. I mean what you're going to More people is, I have I, those. I, More people have
0: those. Hey, I thought I thought, I'm going to find a band that's got this. So I, I thought, I'll go to Lawrence. Well, no, I'm afraid it's the Uh-oh. accordion. But yeah. I think one, one thing that I learned about, and that is a couple things actually, but this is that if, let's say you want to learn this instrument. Obviously, if you play the accordion, you probably do pretty well with this because it's got these buttons on the side, but. Yeah. But the thing is that if you if you play the piano, you probably – it would be a good transition if you say, hey, look, I don't want to lug that thing on my back anymore. I'm going to get myself a concertina. That would well, be they a, say the same thing about a
1: concertina. You know, accordions are not small instruments. They're not light right. at all. They're heavy. So a lot of people – that's where I find it. Louisiana also has much more concertina uh, instrumentation in their bands than in Texas because they're a poor state. People don't want to spend the money on an accordion, and they don't want to lug it around.
0: Yeah, and I find this instrument, when I did a little research on it, it fits well into, it can be like a solo instrument, be a standalone, yeah. but because it's got the, you can actually play a bass part to it and also to the, the regular rhythm part to a song, but yeah. it also plays well within an orchestra as a, a yeah. part of it. Yeah. So yeah, either way, right. it works. Yeah.
1: I've been to uh, I went to a birthday party about, about oh, ten years ago, and they had a guy with a concertina uh, who was entertaining us. It's a I wonderful seen instrument. The real deal. I, I it's haven't. a wonderful instrument,
0: yeah. And you do play it two handed. You play left right, hand, right? Yeah.
1: You, you, yeah. Actually,
0: you put your fingers. You you you, you got your thumb on top of the one where the bell all, but those those four fingers are the ones on each side, and, and you've got, got, got the to the kind panel. of coordinate going in and out. And Mm -hmm. then use your Mm -hmm. thumbs to, to basically get the, to open it and close it with respect to the way that the bellow part of it works. Yeah, I got that by kind of watching it. Yeah, it's cool, isn't it? Cool. Oh, it's impressive. It's a good verb, too. I like collapsing something. Yeah. Hey, do do we, do we have
1: a Mm. two takes? Oh, man. Do we ever? You know, this, this one, this one threw me for a loop. A couple weeks ago, uh, I was kind of cruising around looking for something to watch on Netflix and boy this thing came up uh, the name of it's this changes everything yes and it's a documentary and it's it is a well put together documentary they keep your interest they they barrage you with a lot of facts a lot of statistics but they do it in such a way that it's digestible so i really enjoyed this and this is about gender inequality behind the camera and the United States.
0: Yep. Behind the camera, uh, I'll say so. A few deeps on the on the movie itself. Movie actually came out in 2018. It uh, uh, premiered at the Toronto Film Festival, which is considered one of the top notch festivals in North America, and then praded around with a like one the festival route and went to almost twenty different ones, and finally then hit the big screen like 2019. And uh, you know documentaries aren't there to, to make a lot of bucks, but it finally no. made it to Netflix, and uh, well, it, and it's it's taken off. It's Gina Davis is probably yeah. the main player as we watch this She's got most of the time uh, with respect to it, and you're right. She's Gina, got the num- she's got the numbers. She's, she's the, the numbers. one who basically researched the numbers, but it does have the voices of many powerful women, anywhere from non uh, entertainment types. Like, uh, my former student, Melody Hobson, I had to, Ooh. you know, by the way, I'm not a name dropper. No, so not at all. I want, uh, um, because I'm what it was called a name e Is that, that it? That means people drop my name. Oh, really? Because I'm a podcast personality.
1: <laughs> and a baseball personality, too. You're baseball, yes. John. PBJ,
0: I think, is probably, yeah, you're right. It's okay. more the baseball shtick. So, yeah. uh that, that's but changing. That's back, back 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 to the movie, and yeah. uh, I would say that with respect to ratings, it got a, a pretty strong user rating of seven point five The metacritic uh is a little bit lower it's more in the in the, uh, the mid sixties, and you might say, well, yeah, but well, this is one thing we learned most movie critics are guys well it's about fifty, yeah, 50 huh, with how respect about the composition, so i don't think it was it skewed maybe a little bit lower because of that. But there's a couple of interesting things, uh, my challenge with respect to it, and I mean, there is a lot of stuff here. There's a lot of data, there's a lot of women talking about their personal experiences, and there's a lot of history. Yeah. So, I, I think the movie, and what I've read and what I felt about it, and I was kind of comforted that to- Get the same feeling by the reviews is it's not linear which i think if you have a documentary it works better because you want your you want your message to be very clear and by yeah. the fact that they bounce around a little bit chronologically uh, with it i think kind of hurts it when you find halfway through the movie that well uh, we had a group of very strong women directors back in the late 70s early 80s actually pushed this cause all the way to a lawsuit against the studios Think well. Yeah. Wow, why didn't they talk about that at the beginning? Um, you know that kind of stuff. Yeah. I also yeah. think it suffers a little bit from what I call mission drifting or mission creep. The beam, they, they do think, have a little I, of that. Yeah. What they well, the problem here is that does and I like the idea that you tell at the beginning of the story. How come I ran into this? Gina Davis does a great job of that. She says she started watching, you know, cartoons with her kids and realized there weren't all these female characters. That's great. But it seems to me that the the story here, the story that really needs to resonate throughout the movie is one with respect to the fact that uh, women are not uh, properly represented on both behind the the, the camera and also then they start talking about the way they're represented in front of the camera is bad. So let's just talk about the employment as far as I'm concerned. Let's get down to the the
1: nits before you do that there's a reason i think they talk a little about in front of the camera too because who creates the stories that they're portraying in front of the camera that's i think one of the reasons they brought that up this What's wasn't film like, about yeah.
0: roles yeah it was about well, my, my problem is that what do you want do you want the stories or do you want the women working yeah that's true that's I, true I, if i was there i'd say Let, let's go for the box and once we get the box thing straightened out, then we can start working on content And I'm not saying you can't do both at the same time. But I I believe that what they've learned in the movie is they've said, well, we've gone through the EEOC. It didn't quite work. They're still working on it. We don't know what they're doing. Well, what we ought to do then, they realized, and I talked already about the lawsuit, the American Civil Liberties Union, hey, they're a nice group that has some clout. They'll deal with it with respect to either legal representation, lawsuits, they'll be lobbying. And I think by finally getting with that, group and getting some push from them it's okay and that's real good i feel though that the 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 real answer here and of course we're always looking for solutions is absolutely almighty dollar and we've got a lot of very very powerful women not only in their industry but economically people like reese witherspoon who is featured in this in this film has her own production company so that's think, what, yeah, you know, and
1: she just she just sold it, you know, for nine hundred million dollars.
0: Yeah, she's yeah. it's it's now a sub of a larger group, which is uh, you know a bigger company, which is fine. I and think she's the on overall, the board of directors. She's on the board too. Yeah, so I don't think they're going to lose anything by doing that. I think their voice no. the voice is still there and it's going to be strong. Yep. But Stronger, what they need maybe. to do is if they say, well, we need to have better stories, uh, we need to have more people. Well, what the heck? Let's uh, let's get a Let's strut our stuff and show that we can come up with a product that not only represents, you know, that, that shows some more gender equality, but also a product that sells. Once they well, get they've the got sale, a good track record. They've got a good track record. They on that, do. They have a good track record. But where, where is it going to go? It's got to then more yeah. people got to look at it and say, well, wait a minute. If they can make money doing that, we can, too and before you know it then studios realize that hey we ought to start uh, you know pitching that and making that product if it's going to sell so i think it's yeah. it's got the it's got the vehicle there to, to make it happen with respect to a production company i just feel what it needs to do is it just needs a little more time a little more push, push. push. Get a little more oh, marketing
1: before we we were running a little late but I'm, well, oh, sorry. i'll just
0: give you the i'll give you the basic stats
1: here on oh, what is all the hubbub about here it is 19, 19, it was both the best the best numbers come from twenty eighteen. So and okay. you know, where they did the most in-depth stuff. Uh here are your numbers. Uh directors. Eighty-nine percent of all directors are men. You know, this is and what do they measure? This is the top uh the two hundred and fifty top grossing films of twenty seventeen. They published this in twenty eighteen. Directors, eleven percent are women, eighty-nine percent men. Writers, Same exact numbers. 11% women, 89% men. Executive producers, a little better. 19% women, 81 men. Producers, Mm -hmm. 25% women, 75% men. Editors, 16% women, 84 men. Cinematographers, here's here's the big one. 4%. 4%. 4%. 4%. Yeah, it's pretty pathetic. That is very pathetic. So those are the. There's many other numbers we could
0: talk about, but I don't want to bore you to tears. No, you've done a good job on that. I appreciate the fact that Deech should have been earlier in this segment, but uh, better late than oh. never. And there's they're very powerful. Maybe we finish up with some power, and that's what you just did. Yeah, showing how big swing. the problem is. I want to mention. I know I probably shouldn't do this. One more thing that seems to get it, it, it's overblown, and that's the fact that this movie. It is directed by a man. Yeah. It's a That's not a problem. It's not a
1: problem, really.
0: And in fact, it's the same couple. thing with civil rights. Same thing with <sighs> civil rights,
1: right? You don't have to be a black person to fight for civil rights. And he was fighting. He really
0: did a lot of work to get this out there. He, he In addition to the fact, it also demonstrates the openness with respect to the, 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 mm. the broad-minded. Mm. Mm women that we have here saying, look, we want this documentary to be the best it can be, and this is the guy that can make it happen. But but not, so don't let gender it. get in the way of your decision. That's all they're asking. And, and they what's the enemy that. what's the enemy of good? Perfection. Really? I like yeah. that. I've never I'll have to use that. Yeah. yeah. Um I think so you already do. That's that that's part of the that's to me, I just want that out because if you read the reviews it's like All of a sudden, somebody says, wow, great documentary. I'll give it a 10. Oh, wait a minute. I just saw the credits. I'm giving it a one. (laughs) Well, yeah. I'm not kidding you. That was there. It was in it. Wow. Wow. Oh, well. Sad. Ah. Hey, you know what we need with all
1: the sadness? We need
0: groaners. We need groaners. We need to groan. We need some groaning here. Okay. I got two groaners here. Our growers were provided to us by Vincent Anthony Lauder Jr., commonly referred to as Duck Coach. Uh, I am got one from uh, him, and I, I'm afraid I had to go to my backup plan and call upon my living lady to provide me with a. Uh, this a living lady Alexa. By the way, I can't say that you know that. I want. I, I don't. She. Yeah. It's too early for her to get up. Shh, quiet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, here, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I'm ready. Ready. What do you call an argument between two egg-laying mammals?
1: Oh, wow. I don't know. An omelet A scrambled egg? A platypus Spadipus. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I completely missed the mammal part of that. I should have mm, repeated that twice. I'll, I'll take it. responsibility. Say the, Say the answer again. A platypus spadipus.
0: That second that's thing isn't that's a great. word. But guess what? That's
1: not even a word. Yeah.
0: Hey, listen, if I could pronounce it, it's a word.
1: That's a good way to look at it, John. <laughs> that's a good way to look at it. Because
0: most words that's I healthy. can't pronounce, but if I can pronounce it, it's gotta be a word. That's why I look at it. Okay, we I need like another you're one. Thinking. Uh, we need another one bad. What do you call a jalapeno that finishes graduate school? What do you call a jalapeno? That finishes graduate school.
1: Red Hot Chili Pepper. I don't know. Dr. Pepper. Very good. I like that <laughs> one. Dr. Pepper. Yeah, he finished <laughs> graduate school.
0: Dr. Pepper. <sighs> yeah. Oh, I had a very good that chance. one. Did you? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. First the thing, thing you, is, you came.
1: Go, yeah. I, well, I had to work on the pronunciation of the, of the pepper itself, which you did a good job of.
0: Yeah, you know what, I was, I struggled with that, but okay.